I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And today we are going to get into a we're going to get into a lot of different things today. We've got good amount of Facebook questions. We're going to do play of the week as usual. We're going to talk about NHL, NBA playoffs. We'll get into some of that. The National is about six weeks away, if my math is correct. We've got lots to talk about. Uh, But first, like always, we're going to start with what's on your mind. Lou. Lou, first person to look at the camera. Mm. Lou's up first today. They both weren't looking, so shout out to Lou. That's my fault. I wasn't not looking on purpose. Um, I'm going to go with... The fact that, and this might upset some people, including maybe even Tyler, mm. uh, and actually more Ryan probably. I officially have zero interest in hockey. I'm checked out. I'll see you next year. Mm. I mean, I'm in it I for one it. team and one team only. I and get like, it. Listen, I get it. When you go up 2-0 and then you choke it away four four games in a row to lose a chance to go to the Stanley Cup Finals, I'm out. I need to I need to protect my peace, protect my energy. I don't like what happened there, and I'm out. That was absolutely I, devastating. Yeah. That would, devastating. That be, would that be lose poos? The Rangers? I think it's choking is my lose poos. Committing penalties in your own end when you're up 2 nothing in the third period of game three of the Stanley Cup uh, semifinals. Yeah, that's a tough scene. Not great. Yeah, it was uh, tough. I was with all my boys watching game on Sunday. We that was just the Rangers. The last week was just a slow and painful death. Slow death. Um, they had nothing. They had absolutely nothing. Especially because a week ago, brother, you were optimistic. We were flying high. We were they, feeling great. They were a completely different team last week than they were the last four games. We had never felt so good. But then at the end of the day, they're back to back champs for a reason. Um, there's a lot of things on my mind. The market is melting this morning. Um, the market's been melting and it's wild times. National is coming in hot. I got to play some golf this past weekend. This live tour PGA tour thing keeps heating up. Uh, Sunday was sick. Actually PGA tour, uh, Justin Thomas and Rory had a pretty sweet battle. Uh, they tied, they were tied up with two to go. They were battling back and forth all day. Um, live over the weekend. Charles Schwartzel won the largest purse ever in a golf tournament. Was it 4.2? 4.2. Exactly. Who? This dude, Charles Schwartzel, who's been on the round the block for many, many, many years. Good dude. Um, $4 million on yeah. one freaking yeah. tournament. That's crazy. Yeah. He dude. won more this weekend in a 54-hole tournament than he would have won at the Masters. I feel like it's almost not fair to compare it, but like I get, I get the point of it. It's like they're throwing, like what, what is the next? Yeah, I know, I know. Higher? It's just crazy, potentially. Like, if, <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking. I'm also looking at the standings, and the top three are all from the same team. Is that like a super team now? Like, how does that work? They did a little like captain situation. If I told you how the team is working, I would be lying to you. 
but Got there's it. teams. Okay. Ty, five years captain. from now. Yep. Five years from now, which one's more relevant in the sporting world? Uh, ooh, the PGA Tour. PGA Tour. I think the PGA Tour still, but it's the other's going to be there, and and there will be some. I think some big tournaments and big names. Will there be more big names that go to live? Uh, well, yes, there will be. I mean, there any shot, any shot in the world, Tiger ever goes? No, no shot. If no he's shot. not taking seven fifty or whatever they offered him, he's not going. He doesn't need the coming. money. He doesn't need yeah. the money. DJ wanted the money to play no golf. A lot of these guys just want to chill. They're not that good. The really good players are making, you know, a ton of cash and sponsorship. DJ's like, I'm done with this life. He wants to go hang out with Paulina, respect, and the kids. Uh, Phil. Just Phil finished plus bread. 10 this weekend. Plus 10. Yeah. And then he's gearing up. It's a major week, actually. I think Rory's going to win the major. Well, are, they're not allowed to play in the major, right? They, in the U.S. Open. As of now, just the PGA. They can't play in Got my it. understanding. That's so gonna be awkward. I thought the same thing as you did, Lou. It's gonna be awkward. Justin Thomas. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they said they're suspended, I figured they were gone. But I classic one of those things where like doesn't really mean anything. The PGA Tour doesn't oversee the majors. Interesting. The only, you mean the only tournaments that matter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the most important. You can see how it can get scary quick. <laughs> get scary for the PGA. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Thousand yeah. percent. Like oh no, they're like you're like playing like the freaking UBS like Invitational, that, yeah, <laughs> some tournament I, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, oh the waste management's not gonna be so hot yeah. anymore, you know? Exactly. It almost seems like it's kind of like what happened to the NCAA. Just, yeah, the your power just crumbles. The NCAA it's, is like non-existent. It's they can't even do anything about sh- NIL. Nothing. It's interesting when there's a dynamic shift like that, like a power dynamic, complete 180, and like how the organizations react to it when it's like, oh, wait, we don't have full control anymore. What's going on here? You know? Yeah, a lot of trying to figure it all out. Ty, Tiger. You said this weekend, uh, you know, uh, you talked about the the battle with Rory. Did you like, just out of curiosity, you sit down and like, will you watch a full golf match? I watched... A good amount on Sunday. I played, and then I watched a good amount, but that's because I threw 50 on JT <laughs> at plus 600, like early in the round. I think he was four holes in. So I watched the back nine. But yeah, like if there's good players in contention playing each other on Sundays, I definitely get get to watch him. I respect it. You did have a nice little, nice little F1 win. I did have a nice little F1 win, actually. I woke up. <laughs> like 6 30 Sunday I was supposed to play golf at like nine it was like raining a little bit so we were like kind of just feeling it out post Rangers loss wasn't feeling too healthy um and I was like yeah Max is gonna win this and Russell's gonna podium and then thankfully both of your cars just completely failed drove off the track shut it down Hamilton I didn't back. see anything I was sleeping the whole time it's Hamilton's back was all yeah what was going yeah, what on? His car was his... bounced all over the place, or did he have like a yeah? It's a, what's seat? it called? Porpoising? Porpoising? That's why his back was hurting because of the porpoising. Yeah, because it just the car just bounces the whole race. Yikes! And it said it's really bad right now for Mercedes. They finished three four. Yeah, did you Russell's see Lewis barely get out of the car. Yeah, he was like ah. Yeah, that's crazy. He likes a good pomp and circumstance. 
That man loves, loves a good story to play man. it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's all about the story. It's all about yeah, the story. He knows. I think, I think the big thing for me uh, on my mind today is big show this weekend. Father's Day weekend, two-day show over in Indy. The Midwest nice. Monster uh, in Fishers, Indiana, just basically north side of Indianapolis. And I think I'm most intrigued to see what happens during – like uh, the market's not in an amazing spot. It's just not like let's call a spade a spade. So it's going to be interesting to see what a big-time show looks like in such a, I think, down market. Like there are some things that are up, some things that are hot, some things people are still looking for. But I think there's a – you know, I mean – it's, I think it would be naive to sit here and say sports cards, you know, are on fire as we uh, as we sit here today and record. So, seeing what a big time show looks like in a down market, I think is uh, I think that's what's what I'm like really like. I'm beyond curious to see. I think it's uh, I'm excited to talk about it next week. So, right when you when obviously, I don't. We can get into the the down market thing a lot. I think it's pretty obvious what's happening, and it's yeah. very self explanatory. But um, do you think that it has a bigger effect on single sales or breaking or both? It's something I've been thinking a lot about in terms of like I'm hardcore buying stuff right now, buying jet stuff right now, and I'm trying to decide if I want to wait like three weeks and just see what happens. Because, A, I don't necessarily want to spend a whole bunch of money on something right now. If it, if in six weeks it's going to be a whole lot cheaper, which it probably will anyway. Sure. Um, so which one do you think it has more of an impact on? Singles. Interesting. I think yeah. it's the other way. You do? I do, yeah. Because I think people can rationalize a single as like an investment as opposed to... Yeah. I I, I, I guess that's true. I, I would probably say you're right. Uh, the first thing that came to my mind is like Prism and the ability to hit a $100,000 card that major major chase is still there like the big time the big time hits people still want that so i would say you're probably actually right now that i think more about that i would say the 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 gambling part of it is definitely down the most that just makes way too much sense to say anything else mm-hmm. um again just when when it costs so much more to do anything in life the first thing that goes away is going to be you know yeah people don't have 1400 dollars on a box to watch someone rip a box on their phone yep sure yeah i would i would agree yeah, I would agree. I just think again, the market's, you know, the market is down, and I just think a lot of the card collectors are have become like more mature, more well educated. Like people have been in the hobby for a while now, right? COVID did a lot to get people in here, so I think there's a again, just the market's become more more mature. So yeah, I think, and we can the three of us can give our take, but like, I don't think anyone should be. Super- surprised with where we are or um, not clear-minded about what's coming in terms of like the world and the economy in general. So um, I've never heard you speak so much about the market being down before. So I think it's been on your mind a little bit and it's going to be an interesting few months in the car world, I think. Yeah, I definitely, right. I'm like where we're at now is like, less than ideal right i mean this look go back and look at some of the sales we had i mean we talked about it in january of 2021 when we sat in dallas at the car show together and luca prism tens we said we talked about it there i was like i've listened to it before and i'm like yeah these luca psa tens priced at a thousand dollars are no longer selling 
Luka tens a thousand dollars. Those are like three hundred dollar cards, right? They got super high. Like LeBron eighteen hundred dollars. I saw LeBron BGS nine Chrome last night sell for eleven hundred dollars. A BGS nine Chrome sold for eleven hundred dollars. PSA tens got as high as what twenty four thousand, twenty three thousand dollars for PSA tens. For what LeBron James top Chrome? Yeah, tens. There's multiple sales above thirty five k. Yeah, BGS nine sold last night for eleven hundred dollars. So during the market, if that PSA 10 sold for that, you would assume, again, I don't know. I mean, how high has a BGS 9 ever gotten? 7,000? 8,000? Like that's cards 1,100 bucks now. Like mm-hmm. it just, people are being, people are being smart. Now, again, it's gonna, I, I think this is, if you're in this for the long haul, there's going to be opportunities. The market comes up, market goes down. Like this, this is just how it works. That Like how long a game are you trying to play on this? I, I plan to try to do this as long as long as I can, you know, forever, ideally. So if there's things I think you believe in over the course of 50 years, I think you're going to be able to buy some of those pieces at a fraction of what they're going to be worth 50 years from now. Whether that's now, whether that's in six months or six years, not sure. Um, But yeah, this is we're not we're not this at the moment. We're more this for sure. Definitely not not going up. We're going down. I think we got to lean into relationships lean into the non-financial fun of it all etc yeah remember why you started all right uh I, we don't have to talk much about it what yet. are you doing for the uh show are you do you will you just walk are you no, going we're set the up team? you're set yeah. up there'll be a couple of us so there how many will you staff it uh Two and then Brian and I will record. So I'll have three people with me. Two two people and myself working the table and then Brian Brian filming. Nice. What will the how like what's what's the size of your operation there comparatively to national? Honestly. 15%, 50. Like in like staffing or like cards, just like going in cards, what you're bringing, staffing, how you're honestly the card aspect of it will be very similar. Like, really? it, yeah, it just there's no reason to if we if we can move things we don't care as much about into cooler cards, cash, other potential opportunities, it doesn't make any sense to not bring it right. It, uh, yeah, I just think it makes sense to bring as much and get a real feel for the market right now. Like, what are people after? What are people not after? Like, I, 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 what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to learn the, some of the intricacies of the market so that I'm mm-hmm. better prepared for the national. I think this is a really good opportunity to see what the national will be like, right? Like, is there a lot of buying? Is there a lot of selling? Is there a lot of trading? Like, people are asking for this. People are asking for this. I I don't expect the market to change enough over the next six weeks. The national is also bigger than this show is going to be. So I think it's a good opportunity to learn for what's coming. Um, so yeah, I'm, this will be staffing wise way understaffed. Like we'll bring seven, eight people to the national. Um, yeah. so, so we'll definitely have more staff there, but it's also longer, more traffic, like longer days. Like there's just a lot more that goes into it. Makes sense. So uh, again, Sales not there yet, but I think we should talk about the fact that the LeBron James logo man is at like 1.6 million. Shout mm-hmm. out to Ty and Lou who both predicted under 1, 1.2 million. Uh, I think Lou's guess was like 80, 867,000. Jay, what no. was what was Lou's number? I thought it was 867,000. Lou's guess is 1 million. Okay. Thank you. 
one million. I also said one million was a fair number. I never actually gave a prediction, so I can't mm, be wrong. Let's not change it now. Impossible. Impossible. I'm super happy to be incorrect. I, I don't. Yeah, I'll take historically correct me. on that one. <laughs> it doesn't phase me. Yeah, it just, I mean, uh, I, I kind of knew I would be wrong. But where do we think it goes from here? Uh, I think it's going to get closer to the 4.8, 5.2 number. I really think it's yeah, going to go for that. It's going to march onward to five for sure. Yeah, that's where I think it's going to end, 4.8, 5.2. Damn. So we'll see. Sheesh. We'll see. Um, all right, let's get into some of the Facebook questions. I know Jay said we had a couple of those in there. Let's uh, let's get into some of those. Sean K says, what's up, Ty? Were we talking about the NBA Finals at all? Oh, yeah. Real quick, game five tonight. 2-2 two, two series. Is it tonight? Yeah. Big game. Nine o'clock. Big game. Who's winning? Uh, it's back in Golden State. Correct. Steph was unreal in game four. Did you see that performance at all? Just after somebody said that he's not in the same conversation as Jordan and LeBron. Who was that? He, he was, uh, I think maybe... Tracy McGrady. I, I saw Tracy McGrady bury him the other day. Tracy uh, McGrady. Oh my God. St- yeah. Steph went off. Uh, I think that I'm going to stick with my, the Warriors are going to win, even though the Celtics are a, definitely a better team. I think I'm, I agree with that take. I don't remember what I said before. I don't remember what my prediction was, but one of us picked five, one of us picked six, and one of us picked. I picked seven, so one of you picked Warriors and five. Uh, right, I picked Warriors and six. I thought I picked Warriors and six. Ty, I, I think you picked Warriors and five? five. Tough, another L for me. That's all right. No, that's all right. Five uh, or six, same shit. The Celtics just Tough. like every time I watch them, it feels like they try to not win. <laughs> Or, like, just don't do the things that they should to easily win. I think you're going to see the home teams win from here on out. I don't think anybody's doing a road win. Yeah, Warriors in seven. We are all a little Monday morning tired vibes. Yeah, typically, like, we've got our Monday morning vibes out of here. So, like, for those that have been around for a while, we typically record Tuesday mornings. We can't record Tuesday today, so we're here for Monday morning. And typically, we get a lot of our Monday morning, like, our Monday morning, like, lag from the weekend, we get that out Monday, long Monday. We come in Tuesday, like refresh because it's not Monday, and there's a lot of a uh, lot of yawning and a lot of a uh, lot of grogginess to start the week. Yeah, I mean, credit to me for yawning on camera multiple times. <laughs> Same. Uh, I got the Warriors. Yeah. Although Draymond, like, is scared to shoot the ball right now. He keeps doing like, you know, when you play basketball. I don't know if you guys have played much basketball. But there's the one dude that doesn't want Never. to shoot. And every time they get the ball right under the basket, they just like shove it into the dude's stomach next to them and want them to shoot. That's what he keeps doing. I just think he's playing like ultimate mind games. He there's no one who has more control over a situation, I feel like, than Draymond. Even though yeah, but last game he control. was he was completely like shook and they benched him because he was a detriment to the team in every aspect. Yeah, I get it. I don't know. I just feel like in that, I think that was a different moment. That game was like the vibe of that game was crazy, but I feel like he's so like they're in control, especially at home. He is, he is, he's the boy still. Can't hate on him. All right, questions. Sorry, just wanted to talk some finals real quick. Who's uh, who's winning the NHL Stanley Cup? Avalanche, who cares? 
<laughs> it's going to be a good series. Like I said, the Lightning going back to back. Great goalie. But Avs, man, they're just, they're good. They're real. They're both good. I'm, I'm excited. Wish yeah. it would have been the Rangers in there just for, you know, simple fact that it would have been nice to see you, you guys have a yes, have a team there. That would have been but cool. It's going to be a good series. All right. Sean K's question is right now a good time to buy grade and flip football with the season right around the corner. Ryan, I think I think there's opportunities to do that. I think football, right, has definitely been on the rise. Feels like it's one of the sports that's been on the rise over the last 12 months pretty consistently. I feel like that's the sport that's going the right way um, as it tries to catch up with basketball. But I think you just got to be strategic, right? Grade how? Grade, like, what are you grade? Uh, uh, is there opportunities? Yes. Um, does that mean any football card is worth grading and having by, by the season? Not sure. I would say no, right? I, I think you've got to be strategic about it. I think the stuff that people are going to want has an opportunity to be graded. I would say that it is going to be a very interesting summer for the market. And I think that uh, the there will be two ways to buy, sell, flip. Performance, so prospecting trying to take a couple shots on some people that have performed well early in the season. And there will be gambling, a.k.a. cracking wax, pulling something big, and flipping it out. Um, otherwise, I think you're going to see very slim margins in this current economic state. And I, I would start to, if I was playing football, look at some of the legendary quarterbacks. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers, those types of players. Uh to hold on to for a little bit. Yeah, I that agree. Would be my I think, strategy in football. Yeah, aligned. If there's anything that feels like a good opportunity, feels like a good time to do that type of flipping with, it's football. So, um, I would play it as safe as I possibly could with quarterbacks and go from there. Love it. All right. Uh, I think it's Merle Merle. Um, what are your favorite non-sport cards to collect? For example, Pokemon, other TCG, Disney, Star Wars, music, celebrities, etc. Celebrities for sure. Pokemon for me. No doubt about it. Um, I don't think I feel strong strongly about one over the other. I do like collecting like the celebrity stuff. Like I've got, you know, Kardashian duel, Justin Bieber auto. I think that kind of stuff's unique. Gary auto. I have autos of Gary Vee. Um, stuff like that. But I also enjoy like uh Blastoise, Venusaur, Charizard, like OG Pokemon. Like I've got a decent amount of that OG stuff. Like that's what I first started in. So I enjoy collecting that and having that a part of the collection. So a little bit of both. Can't go wrong with an all-time Star Wars auto either though. Like yeah, I like Star Wars. Harrison stuff, Ford, Carrie Fisher type auto. Like you just can't go wrong there. I loved that I had that Luke Skywalker for a while. Yeah. I was pretty into that. All right, Matthew W. says, Ryan, now that you've been using WhatNot more frequently, what selling tips would you give someone selling on WhatNot to increase profit margins? It's a great Ooh. question, actually. Yeah, I think what Tyler and Lou's point said about football is probably what I would look at the most. Like, uh, we did, I did a Q&A on WhatNot on Friday, like uh, after the shop closed. And uh, that was one of the points I brought up was, when you're live and you're selling, listen to what people are asking for. 
that is the stuff you should be going after, right? Like they're telling you what they want. If people are looking to spend money on what they want right now, not what they don't want, like sell what they don't want, get what you can for that, but put it into the the players people keep asking for. I would imagine right now it is a lot of football quarterbacks. It's all-time greats. It's, uh, you know, vintage stuff. Uh, I, I think there's opportunities to buy, you know, to buy and sell the things that people are asking for. Um, so that would be my my strategy is buy what buy what the market is asking for. Listen to your audience. So I don't I don't sell and whatnot, but I think anytime you're live, that uh, you need to be engaging with. You can't just make it about you. You gotta bring the audience in, engage them, give the people what they're asking for. They're there for a reason. Nick says, uh, what, if anything, can change the football market? Only quarterbacks matter. Hall of Fame players go for peanuts. Kenny Pickett base cards will outsell Aaron Donald rookie autos. Will this ever change? Or is every other football position only good for PC? Is there any market you can think of that 99% is driven by 5% of the player base? I mean, that has to be a little exaggeration, right? Kenny Pickett can't be selling for more than Aaron Donald. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a bit of an exaggeration, but okay. I think but it might you, not be, which is yeah, I bet but, you there are Kenny Pickett sales that are non autographed in the last three months that have outsold specific Aaron Donald Ricciados. I would imagine you're not wrong, but that's not been it's not been an exaggeration for a long time. Like Derek Carr, rookie autos used to sell for more than you know. Michael Strahan autos or thinking back in 2014, who was relevant, right? Like, I think there's always that opportunity, but again, like he mentions, will this ever change or is that only good for PC? Well, I think a lot of people have PCs that are wide receivers, running backs, defensive ends, corners. So the fact that there are people PCing those guys makes those cards valuable, right? It also matters that guys have very few cards. Aaron Donald does not have a ton of stuff. He's not in every single product. He doesn't sign a million autographs. Like, He's the best defensive player of this generation and doesn't have a lot. Aaron Donald stuff sells for a ton of money. Go back and look at some of the PWCC's, uh, PWCC sales recently that uh, sold for Aaron Donald. There's a, I always forget his IG. It's like AD Collector 99, I think, on IG. He's got some, he had some crazy Aaron Donald stuff, like five figure sales on some of Aaron Donald's biggest stuff. That, that those sales matter. But to, to sit here and say that like those guys will always compete with one-on-one prism, Josh Allen or Patrick. It's just not, it's net. I don't think it will ever be the case. I think those guys could take a bigger, you know, could, could sell for more than they do now in the future. Maybe like it, maybe, maybe not, but the quarterbacks, like they're the leader of the team. I just, I don't think it's ever going to be any different, but like Aaron Donald will outsell Matt Stafford. I just, I don't believe that. Yeah. Until, um, the NFL changes to where it doesn't matter how good your team is. And if unless you have a quarterback, your team sucks. I think it's going to be the same. It's going to reflect the same thing in card as well. And that's not changing. So that's my whole perspective. Yeah. Uh, I think that when I think about the NFL and when I think about one, like allocation of uh, salary cap, like the quarterbacks, are what the NFL is built around. And then, you know, your line, 
but like offensive line, they're not marketing those guys in, in that regard. The end is like another real position to be frank. Aaron Donald plays up the middle and like, isn't like coming off the edge in the same way. But if you look at how a GM puts together an NFL team, like most of the skill guys, unless you're top, top, top tier are two, three year con like it, the NFL, and, and if you think about the NFL draft and you think about every year, what are they talking about? Quarterbacks going in the first round. So it more than most other sports, it's like quarterbacks and then by far and away everything else. You want to win a Super Bowl? What's the first thing you got to do? You got to figure out your quarterback. quarterback situation. You know, so. It just changed so much since like, again, you go back in 15 years and how many quarterbacks got taken in the first round? Right now, yeah. now in 2018, there was five in the first round. 2019 or 2021, there was five in the first round. Like you've got m- multiple in the top 10. Like it wasn't this year. This quarterback class is not very good. I have a feeling next year you have two in the top five or 10. Like Stroud and Bryce Young are likely going to be near the top. Uh, will Levis from Kentucky will likely be in the, near the top. It's just people are like these guys have shorter windows. Like Josh Rosen went top 10 and is no longer doing anything. Baker Mayfield was the number one draft pick and got passed up. Like it just, you either figure it out or you don't like the windows are small and quarterbacks are what people want. Like, and then when they're good, it's like Joe Burrow become, yeah, that, that guy, you go to the Super Bowl after tearing your ACL, take the Bengals to the Super Bowl. It it matters. Like 15 years ago, it used to be, Hey, if you play in Boston, LA, Chicago, you mattered, right? Anybody else? Hey, nobody wanted a guy in a little small market. Joe Burrow took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. His stuff sells very, 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 very well. Is Joey cool? Agreed. Joe I'm Murray. not arguing. That's why I think quarterbacks will still matter. I think yep. quarterbacks are going to always matter. Chris Adams Davis says, Mills. Davis Mills is starting to gain hobby love. Any sleeper picks from last year's draft to keep an eye on? I'm going to give Lou some love on this one. I think uh, if the Jets do anything at all, Elijah mm. Moore has potential to do something. You're you're right, Ryan. You're correct. If the Jets are anything important at all, Elijah Moore is a major person to look out for. <laughs> Wait, what about uh, Zach Wilson? He's not really a sleeper. He sells for hundreds of dollars. We're talking about guys that don't sell for a lot of money, sleepers. All right, well. Brad, do you think Davis Mills has an opportunity to be a quarterback, a starting quarterback in the NFL for the next three seasons? Win 10 games this year? Yes. Win two games this year? No. This is Davis Mills. The Texans have Davis Mills. It's Davis Mills is going to be really good. Or we're drafting somebody in the top five next year. It's that's That's what it is. That's what I think it is as well. They got all those. Nice... They got all those. They got all the picks from the from the Browns in the Deshaun Watson trade. They've got a. They've got. I mean, it's cap. pretty obvious what they're doing. They're taking the best quarterback available in the draft. Yeah, period. unless Davis Mills wins the division. If they, if they go thirteen and four yeah. with Davis Mills, Davis Mills is locked in. The Texans are back, man. They're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. They got a ton of capital. If they go two and fifteen, see you, Davis Mills. It was nice knowing you. Career backup, like no shot to do anything. We're using our our capital. We're drafting a ton of talent. We're starting over. The Texans will be the number one team in group breaks in 2023. Yeah. I don't, I don't see it with Mr. Mills, but. Yeah. Again, could he? Sure. Like, yeah, win 13 games. 
Don't yeah. win 13 games. Yeah, no, the no is the answer. The odds are not in his favor. They certainly are not. He had much better numbers than than Zach Wilson, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the odds are very good for Justin Fields either. The Bears don't have a ton of talent on that team. They're, I think, one of the worst two teams in the division. Like, I don't think they're going to have more wins than the Vikings or the Packers. Fields doesn't have a ton of talent around him. Who, Montgomery, Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney? Like, who else? Allen Robinson, he's in L.A. now. Like, they got a defensive-minded coach. I'm just, eh, I don't love is it. There, is there anyone you're down on heading into next year? Someone who is hot, who you think yeah, will have Tua. a down year? Tua. Well, that guy stinks, and he's still watching. Oh, oh, I think you're saying guys that I don't believe in that everybody, that the market believes in. People mm-hmm. like Tua? Yeah, absolutely. Tua and Jalen Hurts, the two guys I've been on. Like, hey, not Jalen Hurts is a If you ask me to pick between the two, yes, 1,000% Jalen Hurts. Yes. Like, between those two, Jalen Hurts. I just don't – I don't think Tua is very good. I don't think – Tyreek is – Tyreek's talking that Tua talk. Yeah, brother, he's on there smoking that in, stuff. Interesting little story that came out Come recently. Come on, that's about, crazy. Uh, interesting little story what that came it? out. Wild take. What is he was it? not – he was not happy with. He said they're uh, just as. He said Aaron Rodgers and two are just as accurate or something. He said something Crazy. like that, and a story came out over the weekend about how he was like calling his agent every week with the number of targets he was getting per game because he was upset. And he wasn't getting the biscuit enough. Yep. And, and that's why. He, that's why he wanted out. So he went to Miami. Wild. Best of luck. Wild. We'll see you, brother. All right. Next question. Johnny says. Of the three esteemed hosts, who at the National will be the first to, A, lose their credentials, B, leave their booth for an extended period of time, and C, pay above comps for a card? All right. We know who C is, and I and I feel very confident in B. All right. Who's so C? Lo- lose their credentials, like misplace them, Tyler, for sure. Could not be more sure, Tyler. Could, like, Where I go? Absolutely, Tyler. No leave credentials. Their booth for an ex- leave their booth for an extended period of time. Probably me or Tyler. I would say that's that's true. Those are the odds. And pay yep. above comps for a card. Probably Lou. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Probably Lou. Lou's going to get a kid and his dad to come up there and definitely, definitely get suckered into paying over comps for like an Elijah Moore, like Prism Silver rookie. Yeah, listen, sure. if there's full burial. If there's an 11 year old who rolls up on me with an Elijah Moore blue ice, I'm paying whatever they're asking. But we are, it is worth noting my man Lou could not close a deal with our friend Cruz last year on a big card he wanted. It's true. Man, I should have I should have made that swap when I had the chance, huh? <laughs> that was I should have just made that one work. I'm upset about that. <laughs> what was it again? It Joe a, Burrow. It was a Burrow Cosmic. Select. He, he got it, sent me a DM, said, hey, Ryan, should I grade this? I'm like, yeah, dude, absolutely. That's a good card. My man tends it. Ten. Tries to work Please. out something with Lou. Lou's like, no. And then Lou tries to bribe him on. I don't understand how it's to this day. It makes no sense how I'm sitting here like begging him to make a deal with me for cash, Mahomes, like anything. And he just wouldn't do it. He wouldn't even give me like an offer, Cruz. Unreal. Cruz is a great guy. He is. Cruz is the best. Does anybody have any differing opinions on that? No, I think that's right. Okay. Jason says Ty oh, loves a good a good stroll for a couple hours. On yeah, probably Thursday, to find his Friday. credentials. Probably to yeah. find the old credentials he left in the that I left back somewhere. Yeah, I'm a big Cruz guy. Jason says mostly a Ryan question. Uh, what is the best way to sort cards out in your collection? Example, would you, for example, 
uh, would be by position or specific player. Follow up. Best way to start. Best way to sort your cards to approach a dealer at a show. Doesn't even matter. Um, I think it's all personal preference. Like my PC, like my Ohio State stuff is sorted by player or set. Like I have most players together and then I pull like cracked dice out. If I'm like trying to get like a cracked dice of all, all of the Buckeyes that have ever come through, I'll put those in a different section. Um, going by up to a dealer, I typically have it sorted by like price point. So I think that's a good way to start and I just have everything scattered in the box. So like anything that's, again, when I used to go up to dealers, right, and had a two row box of stuff on me, you know, younger Ryan, I would take uh like I would have the cards in the mags, like the better stuff. I would have those in like one section and then I would have, you know, like top loaded cards in the front and say, Hey, these aren't as yeah. good. The premium but, stuff and the not so premium. Stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, again, if you want to get more specific, you could probably break it down by sport. Maybe not everybody collects baseball, football, basketball, but to be honest, I think it's, I would rather sort of by value than I would by sport. But again, to each their own. I don't think it matters. It's very personal. Yeah. Uh, Mike L says with the inaugural LIV golf tournament this weekend, the PGA tour banned some of the biggest names from all PGA tour events, Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, et cetera. What happened to the value of those athletes cards? I think that nothing at all. I don't know, man. Really? Wow. I don't know. You think I, Phil Mickelson's uh, value is going to go one way or the other because he plays in a different golf tournament? Well, no, I think that for specifically the two names, Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson, I think that Dustin Johnson has now shown, I mean, he never cared. There's never, it's actually crazy how little he's cared his entire career. Yeah. Like he's never cared. But now he like it's is, stunning. He's, he's going to disappear. He's going to dis like he's going to play golf in ten tournaments. He'll probably play fourteen tournaments a year, as opposed to like thirty. Is that the big thing? Again, I've not followed this tie. Is that the biggest difference between them? Is just volume of tournaments. So I think it's big eight. Person, yeah, I think it's 20. eight to start. Yeah, I think it's eight tournaments to start. Uh, plus the four majors gets you to 12. They'll probably add, they'll probably go to 12. You're talking 16. Down from 30, 35 maybe. So just like his name and, and he leaned into it. He's like, I don't want to play golf. The reason I'm doing this is so I don't have to play golf. So I do think, I do think that that impacts the value of, their cards a little bit now maybe that's just me but like i'm kind of like, not I, see it as ty like do not see it as the live's gonna get a lot of attention they've put a lot of money into it they I do don't think not... it's gonna get a lot of attention okay well i, guess I think that... it's gonna because I mean, if, if theoretically if it gets a lot of attention right if it does like if they're like they're putting a lot of money into it, they don't want it to bomb right if that goes well the name of the league right he's gonna be one of the top two or three names in the league like being relevant will matter. So if the tournament yeah. does well, his stuff would do well. But with the way you're talking, it doesn't sound like you're optimistic to, about the league. No, I think the two things are actually going to make it harder. There'll be less kind of attention to 
beyond single individuals. There's just going to be so many different things going on. And I think that Phil's definitely had a tough go in the public's eye uh, in the last, whatever, eight months, 12 months that I think his stuff is going to be down. And I would say at the end of the day, it, Tiger maybe bodes the best for him. But it's not like he's a saint either, per se. Yeah. It's going to be good. interesting to see how it plays out. It's it's very much going to be Dustin Johnson going from 35 tournaments to 12, I think has impact on his cards. I wasn't buying Dustin Johnson or Phil Mickelson pre-tournament, and I'm not buying their cards post-change. Like, yeah. I'm not buying them in the PGA, and I'm not buying them in the, the Live League. Uh, Agreed. And my, I, when I think about the live league and like even the PGA tour commissioner, he's like, you're never gonna have to apologize for being on the PGA tour. It just becomes whack-a-mole when you start going at that stuff. Like what the PGA tournament isn't taking money from sponsors that have done brutal things. Like, why do you think they're sponsoring these tournaments? They say about the Saudis, like whitewashing. It's just, it gets very uh, slippery slope. Divided. It's interesting yeah. when everything becomes about uh, humanizing brands and everything. Yeah. It's tough. Said, she said. Tough to do. Yep. All right. Last question. Shout out to everybody who submitted questions. Just an FYI, we are going to do full Q&A next week. So if you have mm-hmm. something you're looking to have answered, get on the Car Talk Facebook group. Ask your questions there. Maybe shoot a DM to Jay on Car Talk Pod on Twitter or IG. YouTube comments. YouTube comments. But we have full Q&A lined up for next week. It'll be 75, 90 minutes worth of questions. If you guys have questions you want answered, drop those, uh, drop us a DM, drop us a comment somewhere, and we'll uh, we'll try to get those answered next week. But let's get into play of the week. Jay says we got four plays this week, but we also have a bonus slide referencing a deal from last week that we didn't get 100% clarity on. So let's see what it is. All right, so I got to blow this up. There's a lot of, lot of reading here. All right, this is from Sexy Slabs. <laughs> it says, what's up, fellas? My name is Clace, and I found quite possibly the best bargain box play I'll ever find. My buddy and I drove two and a half hours to a show in the middle of Missouri. Show is very slow at first, but picked up and wasn't too bad wow. by the end. Right before we walked out the door, we stopped at a table that had a bunch of baseball bargain boxes. Picked up a few PC items and noticed some Topps rookie update on card autos of Taylor Ward. He had six different variants, ranging from an out of 250 to an out of 25. I thought it might be a sneaky play, so I set it to the side. I then see a couple Taylor Ward first Bowman Chrome autos. He has them priced at for $4 each. I look up comps and seeing they're going for around 30 bucks. No brainer. Hand a stack. He gives me a price, 40 bucks, and I pay it and move to the back with my friend. I move back to my friend. I tell him about the deal, and he goes back to the dealer's table and buys a few more Taylor Ward cards. We then pack up our stuff and walk out the door. As we're driving home, my friend looks up comps and sees that a Taylor Ward at a 25 recently sold for $700. Our minds were blown. We looked up all of the cards we had gotten. Lowest comps on the six-card bo- lot I bought was $40. Uh, was 40- Wait. The lowest comps on the six-card lot I bought for 40 was $850. As of now, I've already sold an out of 25 and an out of 50 for a net total of $550. Was happy to send them to a buyer who has now completed the rainbow for its own personal collection. What is happening? What is this person doing? These autos are selling for like $100 each. 
this could be something that would have been in my box. I don't know baseball well enough, so I might just, you know, maybe just get bored. I'm just, I have a hard time. You don't time think you're checking a number? Yeah, yeah, you're definitely checking a, you're definitely checking a golden orange auto. Could not be sure. Could not be more sure. I mean, I'm looking, there's multiple sales at this, at this number, which is why it's weird. Yeah, but I mean, you also got to remember that this is why value boxes are what they are, right? Yeah. Like when the market fo- is volatile, you're checking your showcase cards, you're checking your better stuff. You're not going in the value boxes on a lot of this stuff. If you don't follow baseball, like there's there could be a Taylor Ward auto in our shop. I'd have no idea. No clue. Right. right? So you're just not going through them every day. You're charging 40 for all six of those cards? Th- that's the part that's crazy, right? And he's going to a car, like he's setting up. But you can go to a show and buy an out of 25 auto of a guy from five years ago for $5. Like that's not uncommon. That's true. That's true. So like if Taylor, like these cards aren't super old. I mean, this is what, 2017, 2018 tops Chrome. That's four years ago. You're not going through back through a box. I mean, again, like it just. All right. I got a question. I got a question. Uh, This, say this happens to you. Mm -hmm. Say you're sitting there and someone, you're at your, your table. And someone pulls these six cards out of your value box, sets them in front of you. My spidey sense is, okay, hold on. There's something here. Let me actually check comps. Sure. Even if the box says $5 a card. If that is, how do you, I could not be more you, sure. That's one of the most disrespectful. I'm asking you how do. do you, I'm asking you, how do you navigate that? You bought these, if if they're marked at five, you're getting them for five. I'm not offering you a discount, but if I price it at there and I did not find the card, it's yours at whatever it's priced at. Wait, what's disrespectful? What do you mean? Like, it, Ty's saying he's sitting there. Somebody's like, okay, cool. Somebody pulls out all these six cards, and they're like, hey, I got these six cards. I'd like to buy them. And t- like, he's going through the boxes. And so, Ty's it's like, so it's like, this is 30 bucks. It's six Ty's, cards. Ty's boxes, looking them up, and he sees the prices are like hundreds of dollars. He said, what do you do? You you honor him. Yeah. I just oh, you're you... saying it's disrespectful if they change the price. I don't think. Yeah. Oh, that. man. Sorry. I, these shouldn't have been No, in I'm there. just asking like how well, that's I how think you it's, play that? It's, it's fully bucks? dependent. On, yeah, I think it's fully dependent on how it comes to you. If you're just going, if you're digging through a box, you find it great. If it's if they're coming to you as yeah. single, that's a whole different thing. And I, again, it just like if now I've gone to tables before, like in Dallas, where like guys had their buddies accidentally put cards back in the wrong box. Like I was going through a $5 box and somebody had like a one-on-one, a Saquon auto, like a Kyler Murray auto, like a LeBron James game use patch. Like if you see stuff like that, like I'm typically calling that stuff out, like, because that's, that seems super, super obvious. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's crazy. I mean, now that I say it, it's, it's definitely a trickier situation. Like, Again, I just think if if I intended for them to be in there five dollars, like that's what they were there for, and somebody found a good deal, like I just I don't think I would change. Like I just it seems. I like, mean, these are like it's like a couple thousand dollars worth of cards, right? Yeah, look them up before the show starts. Don't yeah, put them out some for sale. That's you, on you. For yeah, don't put them out for sale. Five dollars if you don't want to sell them at five dollars. That's what preparing I, for a show means. Yeah, I get it. I agree. I'm just yeah. I'd be like, all right, wait. There's a rainbow of all these dudes in here. Like, uh, I don't know. I'd love to know what the what the seller was had going on. Yeah, I mean, I found like uh, I've talked about it before. Like the Ted Johnson Skybox Rubies. I found in a quarter box at, at Dallas, sold for one hundred and forty three dollars, one hundred forty eight dollars. Right. It's just it, that's what value boxes are for. Right. You're not spending. Most people are not yeah. spending time going through there checking all of their two, three, four, five dollar cards. It's just 
you're playing the law of averages. You're hoping you sell a bunch of those cards there at $5. It pays for your table and you move on. Like sometimes you sell something that isn't worth $5. Sometimes you sell things that are worth $500. Just, I think it averages itself out. All right. Agreed. Next, next play. This is from C.D. Dunn. So Connor says, my play of the week is this gold K-Mag Topps Chrome 2020 that I snagged for just $10 in December. Had zero clue what F1 was when buying this, but I heard the boys in the podcast talking about F1, so I bid on this random auction. Just recently sold it for $160. do not do that anymore. Don't just what? randomly buy things because we say to buy it. That, that is pretty wild. I love that, though. He bought it in a lot. That's fun. So I bid on this random auction. I mean, 10 to one sixty is pretty good for something you had no idea about. Can't complain for sure. Yeah, that is wild. It's like finding 150 bucks in your pocket. K-Mag, Team Haas. Haas is finished. Yeah, down bad. It's oh, over. Bro. Got those Ferrari engines. We can't even get in, in like... Even it's yeah race. They don't even compete. No, <laughs> it's all been since you guys said you're Team Haas too. No, I'm I think it's kind of No, Jeez. go back and check the tapes. You guys got on Team Haas and they have not done well. All right, so you want me to get off for the next race? I'm off for the next I'm race. We'll see what happens. I'm on. I'm only on. <laughs> well, I was next, willing to sacrifice for Team Haas dollars all right, this is from Coca Sports Cards. Kyle says, what's up, guys? Got a pretty cool play I did a few weeks back. My local shop got their hands on a case of Dynasty F1 for release, only case in the Charlotte area. He told me he was expecting the case, and I could have first dibs at it if I had interest. So I told him I would take it. While waiting on it to come in, I couldn't find any info online as to what they were going to go for other than what pre-sales were. Offered it to a few of the bigger collectors in the hobby, including Ryan, LOL. Well, the time Ryan got back to me, I had already sold it, unfortunately. So we weren't able to make a deal on it. But anyways, I had paid 10000 and sold it before it landed for thirteen five. And as soon as it, uh, and sent it out as soon as it got in. I held the box for less than an hour, not a bad ROI. Also, a day later, a blowout made a post that they were buying these cases for every 16K a piece for uh, 16K a piece of any dealers that had them. Made great money and still left plenty of room for the next guy. Thanks, guys. Definitely got offered this for sure. I can confirm got offered, didn't buy, uh, <laughs> ended up buying another case. I, I, I bought another case uh, and paid more money for it, too. Uh, Let's see. There you go. Yeah, still, still have it, but the cases are also way up, way up. So, um, so didn't work out for Kyle and how to get a deal done, but still worked out for both of us in the end. Yeah, that's good. Um, I just think I just, I mean, obviously, per our conversation earlier, it's a little bit different now. It's just like historically, I sealed cases just feel like the easiest thing to me. It's obviously yeah, a it's bigger such a supply dollar. and demand thing, breaking such a big part of the business, the potential to hit lottery tickets, especially the good stuff. I'm not saying keep your prism draft picks collegiate, but you know, your prisms, your flawless, your NT, your dynasty, like Main that kind products, of stuff. It's like, like breakers so always up. want that stuff. That's where the good stuff is. Like that's the stuff that breakers can always fill. It just seems like a seems like a play. Agree. So all right. This is from Upstate Game Ooh. Traders. Wow. All right. So Fire. back in spring. Okay. Wait. Hold on. I don't know Maybe which way I'm supposed to read this, but I think I got it. 
All right, so back in spring 2021, John from Upstate Game Traders purchased 20 $10 packs of Topps Premier League Lacrosse uh, 2020 Championship Series. Having played the game since 10th grade and being a collector of the sport, the play made sense to him, especially since it was the first print run Topps had ever done for the sport. In November of 2021, John pulled the first 101 for Upstate Game Traders, the 2020 Topps PLL Grant Amend Gold Championship Series autograph out of a $10 pack. On February 15th, 2022, John submitted the card to PSA for express grading for about 150 plus tax. He did this because Grant is one of the best players in the in the league and was one of the most sought after cards in the set. John was also getting big offers for the card and wanted to establish its existence on PSA. On June 10th, he sold the Grant Amen Autograph 101 to a private buyer for $15,000, resulting in what he believes to be one of the most expensive lacrosse cards ever sold. This sale alone resulted in about 100x return on value. Then showed us some love on IG in the same post. That's crazy. Back, back in June 2021, this is the post. Back in June 2021, John, a.k.a. Garbs Cards, was listening to an episode of Card Talk and heard Tyler mention making a play on the upcoming PLL Tops Lacrosse Cards. John was already collecting lacrosse cards, but not, had not heard about the Tops PLL collaboration until now. Not long after hearing this news, John put in a pre-order for the Tops Premier Lacrosse League 2020 Championship Series. Fast Forward to a random night in November 2021, John pulled the first 101. Play of the week year, partly inspired behind Card Talk Pod. That's a fire card. That's crazy. Yeah. Grant went to Penn State. Grant was a was a I think he I I think he left college. He's one of the top scorers of all time in college across. Hmm. No, nothing about Easily it. Easily one of the best players of all time. Filthy, filthy kid. That's a big play. Nice work. That's a very large play. Yeah, that's my winner. So. Yeah, I think it's my winner too. I mean, for sure. Yeah. I love it. Trust your instinct. You, you've you played it for a while. You know about it. Yeah. Buy some $10 packs, take a little chance, do a little rip, hit a monster. That's crazy. Yeah, this, this would be my winner. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, for sure. That is good, good, good stuff. That's pretty good. There's some good plays this week. Go back through. Just to just to taste it. Just taste and feel it. The case is great. Shout out to the case. Love a, a good K mag. mag. Love a good K mag. Love a dollar the value yeah, box play. That's crazy too. Some good plays. True. Good great plays. plays. All right, Jason. So we got one more bonus slide. All right. So oh my goodness, oh, this is wild. fire. Western New York. So this was uh last week. He had to play with the Jackie Robinson 52 tops card. Yes. He says, Hey guys, I know you were curious about what was all in the memorabilia collection. Here's just a sampling. So a couple things I can see is there's like a signed, like, like something you would uh, sew on a Jersey. There's a mm-hmm. signed, like a penguins logo of Lemieux. I see an autographed mm-hmm. puck of Gordy Howe, a Steve Eiserman signed Jersey. If that Gretzky, Gretzky jersey, talks. there's like a Gretzky throwback jersey or something. I don't know if it's signed or not. Uh, this is an insane deal. This is insane. If this is real, this is this is an all time yeah, type deal. Yeah, I'm looking in our DM so I can get better pictures of it all. It, I, I can't. It's like it's Gretzky stuff. It's signed Gretzky pucks. It's crazy. I paid a thousand dollars for the lot. Yeah, it's sick. Sick. Wild Good work. To work 
we got latest launch this week. There's one thing on my mind, and that's flawless football. Flawless football comes out this week. Currently pre-selling around $20,000 a case. That's $10,000 a box. That's $1,000 American US dollars per card. 10 card box. 10 cards. $1,000 a card. And likely, yeah, Jay said, what what recession? $1,000 a card. And it will be popular. (laughs) Right? It just, it is what it is. Like people are searching for. Big yeah. hits, super game use, patch auto, one-on-ones, like crazy stuff. It's the product, right? It's always like prison football. Look at prison football. Like it's it's wild, but the good stuff it matters. Like that's what people want. Yeah. So it's gonna be big. That's gonna a lot of money. Interesting to see what what happens though. Like Jay said, that you know, we talked about it earlier. Down market, twenty thousand dollar cases of flawless. We'll see. We'll see. But again. Do not forget, guys, next week, next week, Q&A, looking to get your questions answered on the show. Send them in. Car Talk Pod on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube is under 1.37 p.m. That's right. Yes. So, Ty, Lou, any anything else? Elijah Moore, Prism Color. How are you, boy? If you're listening to this, we did a little uh, – Roundtable gratitude session this morning. Yes. Uh, for the crew, because it is a very tumultuous time, tumultuous time in the market for many people. And so focus on things you're gra- uh, grateful for, smile, exercise, spend time with friends, family. And thank you for listening to the show. We look forward to seeing you at National. If you're in the city, come by the 137 p.m. cafe in the West Village. If you're in Ohio, Midwest Monster this weekend. Midwest Monster. Ryan will be there. Ryan, I wore a card collector two shirt this weekend. It's pretty comfy, actually. The gold one. My guy. Yeah. I was thinking about you. It's a comfy shirt. Our, our comfy guys shirt. do good work. Black one with the with the uh gold. It was nice. See ya. I'm Belmont Stakes were also this, this past Lou, weekend. Lou, you trying to like you got a shirt, right? Uh, I have a shirt. I've worn your shirt before. Okay, you you kind of like me uh, side eye. No, no, no. Like, I've worn your shirt before. <laughs> Lou, is the tree oh, real? Is it real? No, tree? the tree's fake. Ah, couldn't be more fake if I tried. Actually, <laughs> interesting. Peace All right. and love. See you See guys it. next week. Peace, guys. Peace. Bye. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.